Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Happy, happy Tuesday, October 17th, 2012. And it must be Tuesday because you're listening to Loretta McNary Live, and I'm so excited that you are. And um, before I even start the show, because I know today here in Memphis, Tennessee, it is early voting today. And as soon as I finish my conversation with my wonderful guest, Mr. Um, Lewis Powell, I'm going to go and vote. So I'll be tweeting and talking on Facebook about how that process is going to work out for me, how much time I have to go. And I'm really hoping and praying that there's a line. that Normally I don't pray for lines, but I'm praying that there is a long line of people ahead of me that are voting and that it will take me a good hour or so to, to get through that process. So I'm very excited about it. So I want to encourage you, too, to just, you know, take your time, dedicate some time today to go early vote and take people with you and encourage them too. So you'll be hearing me do this all the way up until, you know, the next couple of weeks um, before election. So let me tell you something about my guest that's on today, and hopefully you saw my tweets and uh, my Facebook stuff. Um, Lewis Powell, he is the founder and president of Antioch Holdings, Inc., a Southern Maryland-based small business established in 1998 to provide engineering and business process outsourcing support to government agencies and Fortune 1000 businesses throughout the Mid-Atlantic region. For over a decade, at the helm of AHI, Lewis has successfully provided creative solutions and the very best in new innovations to streamline businesses their operational life cycle. He has over 20 years of practical business development, corporate management, and telecommunications engineering experience. He is also um, a devoted husband and father and a, a community activist through his heart, so we'll talk about that. And I kind of got him on because um, I like people who are involved, you know, not only within their own families and communities at large, but also, you know, as it comes to encouraging people to go vote. And he knows a lot because he's already done uh, information on Tennessee and he told me today that, and reminded me, actually, that we are actually a red state. Who would have thought it? Because I guess because we have the largest population of African Americans in Tennessee, we all think Tennessee is, you know, probably Democratic. But anyway, welcome to Lauren McNary Live, Lewis. Hi. Thank you, Loretta. I'm, great. I'm glad to be here today on your radio show. And we're glad you're here. So you have a, wow, and, and I looked at your picture, and I'm like, and you started this when he was 18, so he's been working a while, but he started so young, so you you accomplished so much, and I kind of want to just talk about Antioch Holding, and then I want us to just talk about, you know, educate me on the voting process and the, maybe some history about Tennessee. Sure. Well, Antioch was a company that I started over, you know, over a decade ago, and uh, it was certainly uh, a long venture uh, to get me where I am today, but it certainly was done through the help of a lot of smart people, and uh, so I'm very fortunate to have the company. As you mentioned, um, we pretty much service the federal government and Fortune 1000 companies in the Mid-Atlantic region. Uh, however, we have been looking to expand uh, in other locations, including Denver, Colorado, and Atlanta, Georgia, and Fort Worth, Texas. So we're very excited about the growth spurt that we're experiencing at this time. Um, me too, and I can't wait to, to hear more about that. Um, maybe on another time we can really talk about, because you're in an industry that's very viral and live and um, going forth no matter what else happens. You know, you're in that 
really great industry of telecommunications and, and all of that engineering. So I look forward to hearing more about Antioch Holdings. And I also, you know, we were talking prior to the show, talk about your research that you have now on Tennessee as it relates to, you know, voter education. Well, um, Tennessee is a very important state, obviously, because it's a red state. And um, we, um, if, if you're a Democrat, you uh, we're looking to win in those states, and so um, now is the time to uh, to really get out there and help the uh, the president get a feel for uh, uh, how the turnout's going to be. Early voting is an important part of that process, and so uh, Tennessee and other states like Maryland are in the early will um, will be going into the early early vote mode, and, um, and so we want to make sure that everyone has that information. Um, Early voting in Maryland, the state of Maryland, where I'm located, starts on October 27th. So, so Tennessee, okay. you you got you, in your state, you have a lot of opportunities to um, really set the tone for what's going to happen across the uh, the east and the west here in this country. Okay. It's wonderful. I have a text message question. Can you tell us um, the difference between red states and blue states? Well. The difference is primarily whether or not it's Democrat versus Republican, but it also um, has to do with the electoral college, the, the delegate votes. And so um, so each state has a certain amount of votes that they will bring to the electoral process. And so, uh, and that's, um, you know, the, the final process in electing our president. So um, if you're a red state, it indicates that the Republican, the Republican delegates have uh, dominated the votes there in that state. If you're a blue blue state, that means that the Democratic delegates um, dominate the votes in that state. Okay, good answer. I hope that clarifies. If you didn't send me another text message, and um, let me give the phone number out for those who are listening online, and perhaps you may want to call in and ask Lewis a question. And the number is three four seven five three nine five seven seven two. Three four seven five three nine five seven seven two, or you can. Um, there's also on Blog Talk where you can get in the chat room and send questions to me as well. So okay, now that we've established the state blue state, are those equal? How do they divide those up? Just based on historical voting of Democrats and Republicans in those states? I don't know the mathematical formula for how they divide those up, but there's a website that I've been using to help me um, get a feel for what the, how the numbers are, are divided up across mm-hmm. the country, and that's the www.electoral-vote.com. And, for example, I'm on that site right now, and it appears that, um, that Tennessee as, as a state um, has um, – I'm looking here. I'm just trying to see. I think it has – Total of one vote, I think, was Tennessee State. And for Maryland, they have a total of ten votes. So I guess they divided up. I don't know exactly the mathematical formula. You know, I don't know the answer to that. But there is a website yeah, you can go to. And it's electoral-vote.com. Yep. Because I want to check that site out too, because I know. Um, it's, it's the electoral vote that really is, you correct me if I'm wrong, that really elects the president, I guess, and it depends on all of us voting. And then those delegate votes, how do, how do, do you know how all of that works? I should do yes. a little more research myself. Yes, so great question. So um, uh, the final process in the, uh, the presidential election is the electoral college. 
and that is where the delegates place their vote. Uh, although the delegates under the Constitution are not required to go with the popular vote, um, typically that's how the vote is gone, but we have seen time in history where the delegates have not gone with the popular vote for the will of the people. But that is uh, um, the task um, that is assigned to the delegates to represent the will of the people. I think I learned that in college about all the electoral votes and um, how many there actually were and, and how important that was. But, of course, you know, that's been many, 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 many moons ago. So I have to depend on people. How about delegates for a state? How how are they chosen? And even if, because I know, I think I used to be a delegate when I was in college, and I don't know mm-hmm. what that meant, but I was supposed to travel with the Democratic Party and go to these um, conventions, and I wasn't really into it like I'm trying to get into it more now, obviously, for the sake of educating my listeners and my audience, but can you talk about that, too, how the delegate, how becoming a delegate process, that process? So first thing you should note that um, the delegates um, are, it's a federal election, so the federal election board sets the criteria, um, and so basically uh, one would go strictly in the state of Maryland. Um, I can explain the process here in the state of Maryland, whereby you would go to the uh, Board of Elections, you would uh, submit your name to the Board of Elections to be considered as a delegate. Um, each congressional district is assigned um, uh, equal number of men and women to uh, represent the um, the, uh, the votes in that congressional district, and um, I believe that um, the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. Uh, they're the two dominant parties. Uh, I'm sure that the Green parties and other uh, political uh, organizations have a process that they've defined, but particularly amongst the Democrats in Maryland, the process was that the uh, head of the party, which is the governor, will submit a list to the president, and the president will decide um, which individuals would serve in a delegate capacity um, in that state, particularly in the state of Maryland. Okay. Do are there um like state delegates or just so federal? It's, not, it's a federal seat, so um, okay. um it's not a state delegate. So the term of the delegate is just during the election cycle. Okay, so I wasn't a I wasn't a federal. I don't know what I was then, because <laughs> I know I, it was a it was a senator here who nominated right. me for something, and I can't remember what it was. Cause, you know, I'm I'm in age, but I have to talk about that more because, I, like I said, I I want to. If for some reason, this election has really caused me to want to become more educated in the whole entire process too, and not just start getting on the bandwagon. You yeah. know, late in the um, campaigning um, yeah. session, if you will. So I think uh, all of us. I hopefully this will teach all of us to do that to become yeah, more aware and educated. Yeah, absolutely right. I think it's important that everybody gets involved and get more educated on the process. I was fortunate for this election cycle, the 2012 election cycle, to be elected as a delegate uh, for the 5th Congressional District uh, here in Maryland, uh, which is um, represented by our great Congressman, Stenny Hoyer. And so Mm -hmm. five male delegates in the 5th Congressional District, um, I'm very honored to be serving in a seat and also to be... um, getting the opportunity to um, share with others uh, the importance of, of voting uh, this election cycle. There's a lot at stake uh, for this country. Um, I was on Facebook last night doing the uh, debate, and one of mm-hmm. a good friend of mine uh, challenged me about 
uh, whether or not we should be echoing concerns about this election cycle um, because he felt that it possibly could create some animosity um, amongst friends. And I, I just, you know, responded to him and admonished him to understand that, you know, as we talk about this election cycle and the importance of voting, this is not a, uh, a situation where it's me against him or us against the Republicans. We really need to be concerned about the future of this country. And, right. And for me, as a parent um, and with children, um, I'm concerned about um, the future of my children. So um, I, we have to be vocal. We have to be active. Right, because I think that social media has really opened up so many more opportunities for us to really see what another, well, I hate to see what another person is thinking, because I, I even on Facebook, I wanted to delete some people that are in the circle after that first debate because of, I used to believe some of the things that were and that was on both sides. That that sure. was on both sides. Things that were being said, um, you know, in such a huge negative way and the feeling of, of almost to, to the point of so much dislike that it was just almost hatred. I'm thinking, Wow, wow and I didn't I don't want to get caught up in thinking, you know, judging them based on what they were saying about this mm-hmm. debate and being happy about whatever was said and whatever wasn't said. So we have to really be mindful, and that's why it's so important to know your candidates, whoever you want to vote for, know who they are so you don't get, you know, surprised and, you know, almost hit in the gut when something like that happens and you hear your other friends how, you know, compassionate or lack of compassion that they have for the debating process, which is a huge part of the campaign, and and all candidates know this. So um, that, that all comes with, you know, knowing and following them prior to it getting to this, crucial moment because all kinds of things are being said and done at this point. Indeed, indeed. And so I, I have been um, traveling around the country and talking to folks about this election cycle, and I'm amazed by the the amount of apathy that exists um, for the young and old. And, mm-hmm. uh, and so I think the, the challenge that we have is to make sure that the dialogue does continue to occur that we, as a country, as citizens, we continue to talk to one another about what the issues are. Um, and hopefully there are enough people will come out and uh, and show their uh, concern and, and, and vote. Uh, I think right. one of the things that I, I've also observed, too, is with the voting process is that people feel like their vote doesn't count. And your vote does count. Um, I can assure you that um, if, if, if you're in an area and there are some elected officials out there that know and understand that you won't vote and they don't have to worry about your vote, then you will find oftentimes they're not directing programs in your area, in your community. So when you vote, you send a strong message to your elected um, official that these matters do care, and if you don't um, do what's necessary to make our communities um, vibrant um, and, um, and growing, that will vote you out of the office. Exactly. And there are two points I, w- I want to make real quickly because I agree with what you, you said. Uh, what I want to say is uh, when we are commenting on social media and, and using that as a platform to air our opinions, remember there is life after the election. We still got to live together, so be mindful of that. And then secondly, when you go to the polls and you make an informed decision and the decision that you want, that's one way to vote. But you've got to know that if you do not go to the polls and make your own selection, you are voting. That's still a vote. 
Yeah. It, to me, that is still a vote. You 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 are not helping to win that for your candidate or for somebody, but you're helping somebody win by not voting. So you need to vote. And it's usually the person you don't want to win that you're actually helping. Every vote does count. Like, in, I mean, like we have uh, Sports Fanatic, and you and I were kind of about that earlier. It's like every, even though you don't hit the ball, you know, you don't get your points or whatever, but that counts when you start tallying because you have so many losses, so many wins. All that makes the basketball game exciting. So every shot counts and every vote counts, if you can relate to that analogy, because it is so important. And every person is 18 years old should be voting. I don't care if you're 100, you should be voting. Because we need those votes. We need those votes. And I never vote. I just want you to get out and vote. Absolutely, absolutely. I think we would have more people to vote if we told them that they couldn't. <laughs> For some reason, I just really believe people would just almost just pack the house and stand in line and wait like they do for iPhones. You would well, have people, because people don't like to be told what they can't do. Certainly, and you certainly have evidence of that um, from a historical standpoint. You just got to go back 40, 50 years, and we'll see, you know, how how much of a fight was in play, you know, in the 60s for voting rights. And so, right, yeah, and we take right. so much for granted. Yeah, we take so much, so much for, granted. for granted. Yeah. So I want people to get out and vote. I want you to understand about the red states, the blue states. I want you to be, you know, to start, like you said, here in Tennessee, we're already setting the tone. We're gonna, we're creating the energy, whether we go to the polls or not. We're creating something. I just hope that we go and, and turn out in mass numbers. The weather is good, so you have no excuses, and it's early voting, so you can go to any precinct that's close to you. <laughs> so how convenient is that? And if you don't know where to go, uh, you can also go to www.gotavote.com and okay. just put in the state where you're located at, and they'll give you the information about your polling locations and the early vote, absentee voting. Um, so that's another resource for if you don't know. But it's definitely something that you should get have uh, available for you so that you know, and also you can share with your friends and colleagues across the mm-hmm. community that you live in. Right, it's if anybody is listening that you don't know where to vote, email me and I can send you a list of all the voter registration open that are open for early voting. Also, can you talk about, because you, before we start talking, you mentioned about absentee voting in Tennessee. Can we talk about absentee voting, how important that is as well, and how that process works? Well, I, I, you know, from my perspective, I, you know, I think where, where the rubber meets the road absentee, absentee ballots is so that you get, you get your ballots in early, you, your vote gets counted. And so, um, you know, we we want um, to have some clarity around the votes. Uh, so we certainly don't want it to happen when um, when the, uh, the Republicans ran and the Bush uh, changed the Bush um, Cheney um, debacle with the election, um, Bush two. Um, mm-hmm. And so we we want to make sure that the votes get counted get counted early, and so we don't have a lot of confusion around. Um, the number of votes is still outstanding once the polls are closed. So this really helps the election cycle. If, if, if you know you're not going to be able to vote on election day, November 6th, then uh, and it's, it's a good idea to submit early vote or do absentee voting. It just helps the election process go a lot smoother. Absolutely. And I know you only have like a minute to go. Can we address um, students that are away from home and that are in college and are ready to vote? How can we encourage them to, and how does that work for them if they're out of town, away from their registered address, as it relates to early voting or voting anyway? 
I can't speak specifically to how they will address that, but um, I, I do know that the Board of Elections in each state, in each county, will have information to provide for folks who are out of the state or out of the country mm-hmm. and need information on how to do that. And um, if they have ability to contact uh, their Board of Elections in their local state, in their state or county they're located in, I'm sure they'll be able right. to provide them information. Right, because I did have that question that came on in the chat room. A parent was concerned about her son being able to vote, and he was um, away in college. And I guess what happened for people who maybe your job mates, and that's why it's so important to early vote. And I heard um, one of our commissioners here, Tawan um, Stout Mitchell, she was saying about when she first ran the house, a friend of hers did the early voting, and they called it banking my vote. It's like it was already there. So regardless of whatever happened, whether you called out of town or somebody was sick and you couldn't go vote, you had already early voted. So it didn't matter if the weather was bad or, you know, your car wasn't working or any of those things where life takes over and happens to you, you'd, you'd already mm-hmm. banked your vote. And so I really appreciated that comment that she made on Facebook about how important early voting is. So you, how do you feel about that? Because I know you really appreciate early voting as well and kind of alluded to that. You have like a, a minute if you wanted to have any closing remarks. They're yours. So, so Loretta, I can stay on for another five minutes. And um, so regarding okay. early vote, again, um, the, the again, it's important because as much as possible, we want as many of the votes to be counted when the polls are closed. Um, at the, you know, and so the longer we have to go through and counting the votes, it could create more problems in the election cycle. So that really just helps with getting the vote count in early, and especially folks knowing that they're not going to be available on the election day to vote. So there's an opportunity for you to be proactive, um, especially if you know you're not going to be available. And uh, I think it will be really helpful, particularly for whatever candidate you're supporting, to uh, if you're already voted, to be out there working the polls or helping other people um, so that they can exercise their right to vote. And that is another way I'm glad you brought that up, Louis, because you, you know, you can find out how to be more involved by working at the polls, being a volunteer, or working for your candidate at the polls. And there's so many ways that you can get involved. And maybe so I don't have money to give to a campaign, but we mostly have time where we can, you know, volunteer. So those opportunities are available. You can just contact, I guess, your local voter um, registration place and ask how you become maybe a poll worker or, you know, to work inside and help people vote. Yeah, you're, in each community there should be a county or state. There should be a board of elections, and they're a great source for uh, getting that sort of information. Also, there should be a central community, a central uh, committee, or either for the Republican or Democratic Party. There are also another, uh, or your, your clubs, they're also another, another great resource for how to help out during the election cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess, can we talk, and I'm, like I said, I'm asking you all these questions because I'm, I'm just not sure about the answers anymore because I've been out of this game on the research for so long, but I promise you that I, I'm doing better. Um, you know, people complain about um, either whether it's our our President Obama asking for campaign dollars or when um, the op- opposition raised, you know, do these fundraisers. How important is it for people to donate financially to campaigns? Well, again, regardless of your party affiliation, um, I think that um, the campaign financing is an important part of the election cycle. Um in order to uh, give your candidate an opportunity to 
to put up a fair fight in the during the election cycle where they need to have money. And so uh so uh in this to your vote they need 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 your resources, need your support. So I think um if 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 you're a candidate for elected office, uh you need uh you know, uh individuals to donate to help out. I think it just makes the process a lot uh fair for all the parties involved. Because mm-hmm. it does take money to run run a campaign, <laughs> whether your name is known or you're you're newly you know into the political arena, it, it does take money because you got to buy those signs. It's so much, and 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 they are obligated to give you a list of you know where those monies are going. But you don't have to worry about somebody just taking the money and not doing what is right. And you know if you're going to give, just you know just give to help out, whether that's on a federal or a state level, uh, it's important to help your candidate. Financially as well. Correct. I just wanted to open up the floor to you, Louis, because I know um, we only have a few more minutes uh, in the show, and I know you have to run off. And I want to thank you, first of all, for being my guest today. You have enlightened me, and so I guess my goal of wanting to do an education awareness uh, for voters has has been met because I am definitely more educated after having uh-huh. talked with you. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here, and uh, and share with your listeners on voting. Um, this is a very important election cycle that will determine the future of this country. And uh, everyone needs to vote, no matter what your party, or party affiliation. Um, it will send a message. And, Loretta, I think you framed it perfectly. Even if you don't vote, uh, you are voting because it lets uh, the opposition, whoever that may be for you, know that you don't matter to them, to the vote process. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, elections have been so close, and I really believe this is going to be a very close election. So that's why early voting is important to get these numbers out of the way. So if something does happen, and we have to counter, you know, what we saw with the Bush election. So, and, and your vote does count because if you don't vote, and then just think your candidate only lost by a few, and that could have yep. been you and your household could have saved the day. So please, your vote does count. It does. You know, um, again, it's just, and again, it's not just, you know, getting the numbers in early. It's also an opportunity. Early voting is also, listen, Ohio and Pennsylvania, they tried to strip those rights from from folks there and um, to come out and vote early. And what it does is it not just gives gives the election officials an opportunity to get the numbers early, it also gives you an opportunity to go vote. I mean, if they're only relegated voting for one time during the day, for one hour during the day, you know how much a challenge that would be for most of the common people in this country? And so um, uh, it's an opportunity for you to vote, really what it is. You know, it gives you some flexibility yeah. around when and how you vote. And so uh, we don't want the restrictions. We want the right to early vote. We want the right to do absentee votes. Um, that makes sure our vote gets counted. Right. And, and in order to keep that right sometimes, you have to have a proven record that it works. So if for some reason you say, well, you know, people really aren't taking advantage of early voting, let us stop that. Just think of the votes that will be lost because everybody can't go and vote on that one day. Things happen. You can't get to the polls before 7. So I, I would hate to have that stress and to have that taken away from me because I was, you know, something out of my control happened. So that's why I early vote. <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. So there's a right that's been given to us, and within our state, the federal constitutions, and um, and so we need to 
exercise our rights. Uh, we do not want to get in a situation where uh, they limit our right, our access to voting. Absolutely. Uh, well, I just want to thank you so much for coming on with your knowledge and, your, and sharing your experiences. And um, I think, you know, hopefully people have listened and said they realize now that my vote does matter. It is, a very, it is very important that I vote. And we will talk more about this as, as the days, um, as we get closer to Election Day, which is November 6th. So make sure you don't early vote. You gotta go on November sixth. So, Lewis, thank you so much for your time. Thank everybody for listening to Loretta McNary Live, our first show that we uh, kind of dedicated to voter education and the value and its importance. So, we'll talk to you guys well at the end of time on Loretta McNary Live. Have a beautiful day, everybody, and remember to go vote is your right. Bye bye. <laughs>